Welcome to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast, where the cross and the culture are on a collision course for discussion. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require signs, the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Under the Jews a stumbling block, under the Greeks foolishness, but under them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, here's your host, Thomas Irvin. Welcome back to the Plenteous Redemption podcast. Here we are again, studying the Word of God. Uh, This time, what I have for you is another session on rightly dividing, and um, another session, actually, on standing versus state. Uh, Not long ago, we we went through kind of an introduction to the idea of standing versus state, and your standing being perfect before the Lord if you're saved. If you're washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and your state (laughs) fluctuating based on your daily living and choices you make and um, and and what life throws at us, it it, it has it has more of an up and down flow to it. Um, And so there, there are many once you get that foundation under you, then there are there are different doctrine or there are different ideas, at least Um, I, I, I mean, I believe it's. It's good doctrine, but but there are different ideas that branch out from that that are related to your standing in your state. And one of those is your being a joint heir with Jesus Christ, an inheritance that will be waiting for us in heaven. And so we want to look at that today. And uh, we'll look at several verses that, 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 that indicate to us, that make clear to us uh, what is available to us in heaven and uh, this is not in depth. This is this is again more of a more of a basic introduction. We're going to look at these things, um, th- these ideas. You could go far more in depth with them, uh, but that's not our purview here. I want to, um, you know, m- my goal is to introduce you to the idea. Uh, let us see it in the Word of God, and then allow the realities of standing versus state to help you in your daily Christian life. Because if you understand your standing is perfect, sealed forever, eternal, um, unchangeable with God, that will give you the confidence to wrestle with your state. All right. So as your as your state goes up and down and you make mistakes and you do things you know you shouldn't have done or things happen that you wish didn't happen, whatever the case may be. It, it doesn't affect your standing before God. Your standing is based on the merit of Jesus Christ. Your state is based on your daily choices, your life, your merit, things that you have done. So, um, and, and this is in our state is where we wrestle with 
uh, with our daily lives becoming more like Christ, where we're, where we're doing all that we can to move more and more in that direction. Uh, but we should do so with the confidence that our standing is perfect before God and unchangeable, uh, thanks to the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. So, so that's what we're going to look at. Um, our inheritance in heaven is partly given to us, okay, as a gift when we trust in Jesus Christ. All right, so we inherit certain things, again, by merit of the finished work of Jesus Christ, and and only for that reason. And then the other part is earned in accord with our motives and manner of living here on earth. Okay, so they're directly related to our standing and state based on your standing as, as washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, perfect before God. You, you receive an inheritance with that that cannot be taken, cannot change, cannot be lost. All right. But then based upon your state, your your faithfulness, your desire to live the Christian life, to, to become more and more conformed to the word of God. There, there is inher- an inheritance that can be earned that will also be waiting for you in heaven. But if you fail to be faithful and you fail to do certain things, it can be lost. Okay. So you want to do all you can to be faithful to the Lord. Uh, so let, let's take a look at this Romans eight verses 12 through 17. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. (laughs) Well, everybody's going to die. So at one point or another, everybody has lived after the flesh. All right. So you're you're, you're going to die. I actually met a man once in in Florida. Uh, I was witnessing to him and I I asked him if he knew when he was going to die. He said, I'm not going to die. I said, of course you're going to die. He said, I'm not going to die. I said, yes, you are. Everybody's going to die. He got mad at me, and, and, and he told me, you can't just go around telling people they're going to die. <laughs> I said, well, yes, I can. It's one of the most certain things you can mention. You're going to die. It's going to happen. And the Lord said the reason for that is you live after the flesh. Uh, we also know in, 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 in the book of Romans, the book of Romans lays this out well, for the wages of sin is death. You have earned that wage and you will be paid. You're going to die. Everyone's going to die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. All right. So you're going to die. It's going to happen, but you can leave. You can pass from this life to the next with eternal life, with, with life from the Lord Jesus Christ. So for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Praise the Lord. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Uh, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. All right, now listen to the wording here. So the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. But but then as it continues here, pay close attention to. To, to the wording of what the Lord says in these next few, in this next few words. And if children, all right, there's that word, if. We're going to see it multiple times in the next several verses. If, okay, that, that's, that's giving you a proposition. If this, then this. If not this, then you don't get this. <laughs> it's, it's very simple, but we make it so complicated. Now, now listen to what he says. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, 
If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So we see again here, there are two aspects to our inheritance. One measure is designated to the, uh, to us the moment we become the sons of God through salvation. That's that adoption that's being born again, that's being taken from uh, uh, dead in your flesh to life in the spirit, that's being taken from you're, you're of your father, the devil, to, to, to being the sons of God in accord with John, John chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. So once you become a child of God, then what comes with that is an inheritance. If you belong to Christ, if you're in Christ, if you're a child of God, if you have the adoption, if you've been born again, then you are heirs of God. You're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You, you have an inheritance that will be given to you only on the merit of trusting in Jesus Christ. There's no other reason you don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. You're not good enough for it. I trusted in Jesus Christ because of that. I have an inheritance in heaven. Praise the Lord. Um, we have been adopted by God through salvation. All right. Salvation can only be attained, attained by faith in Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. All right. So you put your faith in the death, the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that alone, not that plus baptism, not that plus church membership, not that plus your good works or what you perceive to be your good works. No, nothing extra. You're trusting in what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He paid for your sins. He died, he shed his blood, he was buried, he rose again the third day. God says, if you will put your faith and trust in that, then you will, you will obtain salvation. Again, on the merit of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. We have been adopted by God through salvation and become the sons of God. That's important. Uh, now, for you ladies out there who don't like that, well, I don't want to be a son of God. Well, too bad, all right? Now, the reality is, you want to be a son of God, right? All through the Bible, all throughout history, uh, whether, whether you like it or not, you know, we, we you have to mention these things because we have this, uh, we, we live in a modern world where uh, people who claim to be feminist, that's what they claim. No one can find a real feminist anymore because feminists have been pushed out of the way so that men who claim to be women can take the place of women who claim to be feminist, <laughs> It's interesting how that happened. Where did you, where did all the women go? I'm glad I got my wife before things really got weird. <laughs> and I thank God for my wife. She's a real woman. She's not someone who identifies as a woman. She is a woman. I can prove it. We have two children. <laughs> now, those of you who, who claim to be women, but are not women, you can't do that. And you never will. All right. So, so. The, 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 the reality of what's happening here is biblically, the, any inheritance always goes to the son. It always goes to the men. Um, if there's no son, it might go to the brother or it might go to the, uh, to the husband of the daughter. It, 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 but it won't go to the woman. It's very rare in any society throughout history where that has happened. Uh, now, I'm sure some exist. Uh, I'm sure it has happened. But it's unbelievably rare. It, it's, it almost always goes to the son. Now, if you think that's sexist, nobody cares. 
Go find somewhere else to cry about it. Literally, nobody cares except for people who might want to virtue signal. They don't really care. They just need to signal that they agree with you or, or, or they want you to leave them alone. So they're going to make you think that they agree with you. And so I'm not one of those people. I don't care what you think. It is a blessing that God, that God made you a son through this process of adoption so that you can now receive the same inheritance as, as, as any other male. That is tremendous. That's a blessing. Now, I, I, I told this story when I preached this a few weeks back. I told this story. Uh, I have a friend who was a missionary in Egypt. I spent the second year of my Christian life in Egypt um, with a missionary preaching the gospel to Muslims on the streets of Cairo. Uh, it was a tremendous experience, but um, we used to have church in his house every Thursday, I believe it was, and um, he would allow me to preach. He was the first man to ever let me sit in, to stand in a pulpit and preach. And, um, one night we were up late reading the Bible, talking about something from the Bible. And we were all getting kind of goofy cause it was getting late. And all of a sudden the, the brother turned to his wife and he said, honey, you're a son of God. <laughs> and he thought that was so funny. And she turned back to him and said, dear, you're the bride of Christ. <laughs> so, so it, it, it works both ways. God is no respecter of persons. He's got everything covered. If you will just trust him and stop fighting against the patriarchy and all this other garbage that you've gotten yourself involved in, then God will bless you. If you want to fight against God, well, have at it. It's not going to turn out well for you. Uh, but I don't care what you think. I care what God thinks. And we're going to do that. And we're going to teach that. And we're going to apply that. And that's where the blessing comes from. Now, redemption, atonement, justification, all this, they're all aspects of this inheritance in Christ. Praise the Lord. It, God has everything covered in through this inheritance. It's not just a mansion and riches in heaven. There's so much more to it. And thank God. The many blessings that come with salvation belong to us now and for eternity. The moment you trust in the Lord, you got them. They're yours. Praise God. We are heirs of God and joint heirs of Jesus Christ. This is unconditional. It belongs to us, again, for eternity. There's no turning back from, from, from that. The moment you trust in Jesus Christ, it's sealed. It's yours. Now, this indicates that some aspect of this inheritance is conditional. All right. When you read through the verse, you read through the passage when that, when it says, if so be that, that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. This conditional portion, well, even the first part is conditional. If, if children, okay, that's the condition you've got to be in Christ. You've got to be a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ. If that is so, then you have received this eternal inheritance. But then it continues to another condition. If we suffer, um, that we may also be glorified together. This conditional portion will be based upon your willingness after being saved to live in the spirit and walk in the spirit and serve the Lord, even in the face of suffering, even in the face of trouble. If you get saved and then fail to live the Christian life as defined by the word of God, then you risk losing that aspect of, of the earned inheritance. Okay. So that, that's, that's the key part. The part that is given to you by faith in Jesus Christ, it's there forever. Praise the Lord. 
But then there's this mentality the Lord wants us to develop to go hard after the things that he's told us to go after. And with that come crowns and rewards and other things that the Lord will give you, Lord willing, at the judgment seat of Christ. But you can gain those things now. It's all, to, it's all based on how you live right now. But you can also lose them right now. All right. So you got to you got to stay faithful unto the end. You, you, you know, no turning back. There's no no going back. You got to go hard for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's talk about the eternal aspects of these things. Uh, look at Galatians three verses twenty one through twenty nine. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness, huh? Righteousness should have been by the law. Why did Jesus die if all you had to do was keep the law? That is a biblical argument. That's an argument God lays out himself. If you believe keeping the law could help you to attain salvation, why did Jesus need to die? That was not the purpose of the law. The purpose of the law was to demonstrate your condemnation, not to help you attain justification. It's the exact opposite. Right? It's, a, and it's important to keep in mind. All right. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin. That means you, that means all have violated the law. <laughs> People keep saying, I, I just think you got to keep the law. It's the law that is, that has clearly defined your condemnation. You violated it. You broke it. And if you violate one point, then you've broken the whole thing. There's, there's no hope for you. All right. So again, that's important to keep in mind, but, um, uh, the, all are under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe that believe not that keep the law, but that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up under the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Praise the Lord. If you are all the children of God, how? Okay, remember in Romans, it was if you be the children of God. Now listen, for you are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. All right. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, if you be Christ, all right, there's that condition again. If you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Okay. Now the condition is being in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus. The moment we trust in the Lord. And it talks about being baptized into Christ. That's not baptism into a local assembly. All right. Local assembly. Your local assembly is, is the place where people who have been baptized into the body of Christ come and meet together. This is a difficult thing for Baptists to grasp. I don't understand why. All right. They, they believe they have come to uh, grab hold of landmarkism and, you know, the trail of tears and or the trail of blood and, um, you know, uh, all this Baptist bride garbage uh, that has no founding in the word of God. In fact, the word of God is quite clear in the opposite direction. Um, you're not 
You're not baptized into a local assembly. You are spirit baptized into the body of Christ. That's first Corinthians 12 verse 13. And that's Ephesians chapter one, verses 12 through 14. Okay. So, so that spirit baptism places you in Christ Jesus. And if you're in Christ, if ye be Christ, then you're heirs. That's the condition to receive this eternal inheritance. And just as your salvation is eternal, just as the life that Christ gives you through salvation is eternal, this inheritance is also eternal. And praise the Lord for it. Uh, we lose our, ident- our, our identity to our flesh through this process. You're not a black Christian. You're not a white Christian. You're not an Asian Christian or an American Christian or an African Christian. You're a Christian. Once you trust in Jesus Christ, all right, you have three categories. You're a, you're a Jew, a Gentile, or the church of God. Those are your options, right? So you can't, you can't bring your Gentile nature and attach it to your existence in the, in the church of God. You're a Christian. Praise the Lord. Forget the flesh. Your, your country you're from, your skin color, your cultural background, all that is done away with once you, once you are placed in Christ Jesus. Even your gender. I mean, that should, that's, there's some people that should be so happy about that. You're, you're, you're non-binary. <laughs> Whatever that means. It, it, things have gotten so ridiculous. It, it, we're so off the tracks. It, it's in, it, we, we live in a world full of insane people. I'm non-binary. I'm gender fluid. Well, <laughs> well, freeze it. Maybe it'll get stationary and stick somewhere. Gender fluid, non-binary. Look, in Christ, God doesn't care about your gender. You become a son of God, and because you're a son of God, you receive the inheritance. Now, that is not to be confused with the, with the, the outlandish, perverted ideas about gender that exists in the world today. The Lord did that to be a blessing to women. Women receive the inheritance just as men receive the inheritance because we're all part of we're all part of the family of God as the sons of God once you trust in Jesus. Well, you also become part of the bride of Christ, and that comes with specific blessings because you're in Christ Jesus. All right, so this is not a one gender versus another. This is not a patriarchal issue. This is God making sure all bases are covered and that no matter who you are, if you trust in Jesus Christ, you're getting this inheritance. Praise the Lord. Through faith in Christ, we become the children of God. If we are in Christ and we have lost this connection to flesh, then we are heirs. It's that simple. And praise the Lord for it. All right, now we got to hurry. I'm going to go through this next uh, portion quickly. Look quickly at Galatians 4, verses 1 through 7. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Okay, this is an illustration that's going to be turned on us right here. Even so, we. That'd be me. That'd be anyone who's trusted in Jesus Christ. All right. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit 
of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, here we go again, that's the condition, then an heir of God through Christ. The condition is, have you trusted in Jesus Christ? Have you become a child of God? Have you been born again through salvation that comes by trusting in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ? If you have, you have this inheritance. The connection to being an heir is faith in Jesus Christ. It, 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 it's so plain and repeated over and over through the, through the word of God. Uh, this could give you a slight idea of the wonderful things awaiting those who, who will go to be with Christ when they die. It belongs to us because we have trusted in the Lord. For no other reason, you are an heir of God himself, and, and it can never be taken away from you. Now, what does it mean to be an heir of God? <laughs> God is our inheritance. I have no idea what that means. All right. When we get to heaven, I look forward to finding out exactly what that means. But to explain to you now how you're going to inherit God, <laughs> I don't know. But I look forward to it. Praise the Lord. Now, Titus 3, verses 4 through 7 uh, this is the last one on the eternal side, uh, on the standing side. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, again, not by keeping the law, which we have done, but according to his mercy, his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Again, the connection is trust in Jesus Christ. Now, let's quickly, quickly look at the, uh, the conditional side. Look at, we'll go back, well, back in Romans 8. Let me just read this to you, verse 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be, all right? Now, if you're a child, that's the first condition. That, that comes with an eternal inheritance, once you're a child, how are you going to live? Are you going to follow the Lord? Are you going to live for the Lord? Are you going to uh, not deny him before men and, and do according to his word? All, all that is important because that means that you can receive the, this extra inheritance, rewards and crowns and all these things that the Lord has that he wants to give you based on your faithfulness in this life. All right. All, all that is, is, is very important. Now look at Revelation 3, verses 20 through 22. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh. All right. That's the condition. Will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down at the right uh, with my father in his throne he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So your willingness to overcome the, the, the pull of this world, the pull of carnal Christians, the pull of pagan Christians who want to celebrate pagan stuff. We'll just leave it there because some of you can't handle uh, the reality of, of what's going on in the next few weeks here in, 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 in the world. Your willingness to overcome that and to follow the Lord to press on through all that and to follow the Lord and to do what God said with paganism and with carnality and, and to stand against the course of this world, you'll sit, in, you'll sit with the Lord in his throne. That is incredible to me. 
And I want to try and accomplish that. So you can forgive me if I try and go a little bit harder, Lord willing, based on what the Lord says here. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. It is a faithful saying, if we, if we be dead with him, if, are you? Are you dead with Christ? We shall also live with him. If we suffer, would you do that? If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Those are the conditions. Will you suffer with the Lord? Will you not deny the Lord? Will you, will you be faithful to him even unto death? If you will, uh, the, he will grant you to reign with him in eternity. That looks to me like reigning with Christ may, have, may, may potentially have some limitations or, or some, some requirements to get there. It may not necessarily be a given to everyone. Now, let's read this last verse. We, we're almost out of time. Colossians 3, verses 18 through 25. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents. And so the, the passage goes on. I'm, I'm going to run out of time. But when we get down to the end, um, knowing that of the Lord... Ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord, the, the Lord Christ, but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. Okay, so you're going to receive a reward for doing right, and you're going to receive for doing wrong. Okay, that won't be an award or reward. That's going to be the Lord dealing with you, and you don't want to be dealt with. All right, now, what's so incredible about this last part, the contrast between doing right and doing wrong is... Wives submitting to their husbands, husbands loving their wives and not being bitter against them. All right. You go read the passage. It's what it says. You're to love that woman and you are to not be bitter against, against her. And that is a commandment from God. There, there is no, but you don't understand. Okay. You do that. The Lord says he'll reward you. It's that easy. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can learn more about our ministry by visiting www.plenteousredemption.com. You can hear more Plenteous Redemption podcast audio at www.plenteousredemption.media. Please comment below if this podcast has been a help to you. Also, inform us of future topics that would interest you. Thank you again for listening to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast.